So, Blake Tanner, are you ready for the most insensitive cold open of this entire podcast? Because, unfortunately, we are not going to be joined by the Dylan this week because he did not stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. I'm sorry. Oh, let's see. Hurricane Irma, death toll up to 15 in America. Yeah. Oh. Irma was like the, uh, Irma was the mm-hmm. Sin Cara of hurricanes. Everyone's just like, oh my god, this new thing's coming in. It's gonna be amazing. And then just really botched the landing, tripped, and now it's ruined. Uh, yeah, I'm not even... Big in Miami, though. Very big in Miami. No, stop. <laughs> I'm talking about this Sin is... Ca- Cara, Blake Danner. What are you discussing? My no, God. you're not. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together. They are known as the Fight Boys! Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week, as always, by my tag team partner in crime. He is Blake Tanner. Assisted with Shaquille O'Neal in the Big Show. More Shaq. Oh man, is he gonna be? Are they gonna be here every week? Shaq in the Big Show. Um. Well, they're just they're chilling with me right now. Um. They they're waiting for the roads to clear up so they can go home. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know if Shaquille O'Neal or Big Show live in Florida, but they do in this fantasy. I know for a fact Big Show lives in Florida. I'm I'm not that familiar with the location of Shaquille O'Neal at all times. <laughs> But um, speaking of people who live in Florida, unfortunately, this is now a strict BS podcast this week because our good, good Dylan boy is left without power, stranded in the middle of Florida. Yep. At least he was in the middle, though. It got pretty bad on the edges. Yeah. So uh, all of the all of the well wishes towards Dylan and his family in this time and all in all of the Floridians during this time. Um May he get his power back before the millions of others who need it, because we need <laughs> him. Specifically, Dylan, get it back. Um, oh, man, I'm happy Raw and SmackDown did so much this week, because there was not a lot of news coming out of, like, the previous week of wrestling. Um, um, the only other big thing is, of course, the Mae Young Classic, but we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, 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 because uh, you're good, good girl. She did she it. Patterson! Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know what it is, but you put on a pirate hat and you carry you carry a, you carry a, a ship steering wheel thing down to the ring and you just, you've stolen my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, in all honesty, they've been putting so much on Shayna that I was like, it's gotta be Shayna, it's gonna be Shayna, it's gonna be Shayna. Yeah, and then I looked yeah. up and it was Carrie. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, now yeah. you saw what they're doing with her, right? Um, I have not. I've only seen clips from the match. Uh, uh well, firstly, that elbow drop, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Shayna, Shayna's been a beast through this whole damn thing. Yeah. Um, no, Triple H came out afterwards and was like, I know, uh, you're all wondering, uh, what's next for Carrie, uh, I'll tell you what's next for her, uh. On November 18th, at the Toyota, Toyota, uh, center, <laughs> at NXT TakeOver, Carrie will be fighting to determine the new NXT Women's Champion. So, I like to think Hunter realized he lost his last dominant Asian toy, and went, bring in the new one, quickly! 
Oh, I mean, at least it's better than Vince's opinion on uh, women who are Asian. Oh no, what did he say? What did Vince this do? Is, this was a long time ago. This is a story. You could probably find this told in a lot of different ways, but I think this was back when Gail Kim was still part of the WWE roster. Right. And, like, people were having to explain to Vince why Asian women were attractive or the fact that people thought Asian women were attractive. Jesus H. Christ. Wait, hold on. I think I read about this because I think Jim Ross was one of the people who had to. And recently, so. and recently on Jim Ross's Twitter, he retweeted a picture of Mia Yim and just put, like, such athleticism, such, uh, such power, and such sex appeal. And uh, at once, all of Twitter shuddered and suddenly cried out in horror and then were suddenly silenced. It was horrifying. It's um, not worse than any damn thing that Jerry Lawler has ever said. <laughs> oh, in you his mean the life. man who I still maintain should have been the commentator commentator for uh, the May Young Classic, Jesus Jerry Christ. Lawler. Um, you know, well, another part I, of that story is that Vince was amazed that there was porn of Asian women. What the fuck, Vince? Well, you know, Vince is not going to be doing much of that. Uh, after he got the shit kicked out of him by, uh, KO. <laughs> like, apparently, you... the, yeah, the end of what? SmackDown saw probably the most violence that's happened to Vince McMahon on television in a long time. Oh my um, god, that's amazing, I want to see it. He, oh, it's awesome. He, KO shakes Vince's hand like, alright, I understand, boss. Pulls back and just delivers the most vicious headbutt to Vince. Uh, I haven't oh watched God. the full clip thing. Apparently, it busted him open. And then he just started kicking Vince in his old man ribs, climbed to the top rope, hit a giant frog splash off the top, and then just kind of Oh my God! Did you just see the headbutt? Yeah, fuck! That's an old man! KO, no! Like a holy old... shit! <laughs> oh, this is this is one hundred percent Vince McMahon. This is Vince fucking McMahon saying, "You need to just fuck me, fuck my shit up, fam." <laughs> when you get in the ring, I want you to give me all the head you've got. Give me, give me all in your head. I'm sorry, this sounded wrong. <laughs> I can imagine backstage. This is Vince, like. In Vince mode, he's just like, fuck, fucking concussions, headbutts, it might have ended Daniel Bryan's career, but damn it. <laughs> it's good television. Uh, uh, that's why he decided to take it himself. There's nothing more that you could do to Vince McMahon's body at this point. Uh, speaking of old men getting beaten down, apparently that's Rusev's next angle. Oh, who is he? Who is he fighting? No clue, Blake Tanner. No one's knows. Apparently, he came out on SmackDown and was just like, I Rusev have lost my killer instinct, but I know how to get it back. I must break a WWE legend. <laughs> no, I think Braun did a good enough job breaking Big Show last week. I think we're good on the uh, More than Big Show. Um, so, yeah, okay. If you had to pick what legend... You know what? Living or dead, are you going to bring back to face off against Rusev? See, you added that statement in, living or dead, and my immediate thought was, damn, I would love to see a match between Rusev and Macho Man. Oh, yeah. No, I want to see the promos. <laughs> well, oh, let me God. tell you something about this Russian right here. I'm Bulgarian, I'm not even Russian. Makes no difference to me, Bulgarian, <laughs> Russian, you're Russian to get a beaten, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be fucking legendary. Oh, um, no, 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 at the, the end of the, they face off, and Rusev defeats Macho Man. Macho Man's mm -hmm, spirit mm -hmm. then becomes absorbed into Rusev. It's how he gets <laughs> back his kit. It's how he thought he was going to get back his killer instinct is by absorbing the soul of a WWE legend. Except 
Instead, we now get the Macho Machka. The Machka Man. The Machka Man. Rusev Savage. Da, yeah. Da, slap into Slim Jim. Yes. He never says, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who who, who are you thinking? Damn it. Macho Man is good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think just because... <laughs> Same wavelength. Oh, this is what five years of friendship does to people. Where I'm just like, I don't want to say Ric Flair. I really don't. Woo. This, oh man, almost dying <laughs> was a work, brother. He's coming back. Big man, let me tell you something right now. You have dishonored the flag. You have dishonored my people. And at the end of the day, you're married to one fine piece of ass. And I'm fighting you for all of it. Oh, all right. Uh, that's actually what his surgery must have been for. He had the life essence of a younger person implanted in him <laughs> so he could wrestle again. Oh, man. So that's why Tyson Kidd hasn't mm -hmm. returned. Yeah. Oh, you know somebody that actually might, he might fight. Um, a dude that, well, never mind. He just had surgery again. I was going to say Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. No. What the fuck? Foley's Mick? been doing bumps. Has he? he? Ever since he, yeah, ever since I, I believe it was his hip replacement. Yeah. He, he looks a lot better. Oh, shit. Well, that makes me mad because now I'm just thinking of the Dean Ambrose McFoley feud that once almost happened, and now, now apparently instead we just yep. have Rusev versus Mankind. Oh, you know, that sucks because, um, unintentionally as it was, Seth Rollins retired Sting. Roman retired The Undertaker. Who is Dean going to retire? Oh, no. Okay, well, hold on. If we're going with the same theme of, like, a spooky character, so you had, like, Sting, who was really dark and brooding with the face paint. You had Undertaker, who was really dark and brooding. If uh, Gold Dust brings back the Seven gimmick, you know we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just... He pops in the <laughs> ring with that fucking Uncle Fester makeup on, and then you hear... <laughs> you know, as much as I love Goldust, and he is, like, an amazing performer, Hall of Fame worthy, I just don't think he's gonna be on the same level <laughs> as retiring The Undertaker or Sting. What do you mean, Blake Tanner? How dare you? Disgu like, disgrace the legacy of Seven like this. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I really don't know who Dean Ambrose could retire. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm not letting that greasy little fuck anywhere near me. No, what oh. if he just comes out and is just like, no, fuck it, I retire. Not even having a match. I retire because of your existence. You did it. Good job. Oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of Goldust, did you read about what Bray did to him in the weirdest kind of babyface turn for Goldust of all time? Oh, that was a quick, that was a kind of quick heel run in my mind. Well, what had happened was Bray Wyatt is currently feuding with Finn Balor because Samoa Joe got injured and so Balor couldn't <laughs> feud with him. And so Balor's big gimmick is face paint. And so they were like, put him in a match with Goldust. Goldust also has face paint as well. He can make the connection. Bray's smart. And so Bray Vince, you need to lie down. Your head is still bleeding. <laughs> and so Bray comes out. He's just like, Goldust, man, you hiding behind all this face paint. Like Finn Balor. I'm going to talk about Finn Balor now because there's no way I'm going to make this match work at all. <laughs> and then after the oh. match, he pulls out a rag and just wipes Goldust's face clean. Um, oh. Except the rag has got some viscous acidic fluid on it. <laughs> and it causes it causes him to uh, like burn with acidicness. 
speaking of things that are horrible and don't need to be in the WWE, Enzo Amore. Wait, what were we just talking? Oh, yeah, never mind. What were we talking about that was horrible and doesn't need to be in WWE? I don't know. Maybe burning a man's face off with acid. <laughs> no, that needs to be in. No, no, that's fine. This is wrestling. That's fine. Well, en Enzo is not fine right now. Especially after what the fucking Miz did to him. Of all people, Damn. the Miz. Damn. Roman needed someone John Cena level to come out and be like, yo, dog, I'm gonna put you down these next few minutes. Yo, dog, you like it? I'm like a drug test. You won't be able to pass me. God, that just, that, I've never witnessed a murder before. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you... that I had when I seen previous John Cena promos, but that was, yeah, it was, oh. Well, I mean, if you had watched The Miz with Enzo, you would have seen a second murder, multiple murders on Monday Night Raw. I did see that, though, when uh, Miz came out and he talked about, and so this is why you got kicked off of our tour bus. This is why we don't let you in the locker room. Like, well, no, the worst part is the fact that, like, they still tried to turn it around. Like, Enzo being like, I know, I'm kind of an asshole. But hey, you copied Ric Flair. You copied Shawn Michaels. I'm an original. I'm like, yeah, he copied good people. <laughs> and you're fucking about. Like, that's just it. Who did? Um, yeah. The worst part for me is the fact that they're trying to, like, they're they're trying to make Enzo stay a babyface, I guess, um, which is not the move to do. But no. what had happened was Miz and Maurice come out and are just like, guys, we have this an amazing announcement. It's great. We wanted to let everyone in the WWE universe know we're having a baby. And it's not done heelishly at all. It's literally them oh. being like, we met here. I want everyone to know. And then Miz pulls out a piece of paper to talk about being a father. And I'm like, this is pretty good. Yep. And then, of course, out comes Enzo. Like, I'm going to fuck your shit up, dog. The thing is, like, Miz's promos, he's always got... He has a point, man. <laughs> that is, He's if, just like... If Miz did not already have I'm awesome as a catchphrase, his catchphrase should be, he has a point. This guy's got a point. He has a good point, Sting. Hall uh, of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing with... Uh, apparently, Meltzer was talking about that segment, and they were just like, yeah, Miz did a good promo. The problem... Miz is the heel, and Enzo is the babyface, and he got fucking destroyed. Uh, have you ever noticed that there's kind of a trend of heels coming out and, like, having good news or just trying to have fun? Yeah. And then, like, a babyface comes out and fucks it up? Oh, the worst one for me, like, the worst example of that was there was a very long trend where Damian Sandow was coming out and just being like... I am the intellectual savior of the masses. I wish to save you all with my intellect. In other words, I'm an intelligent human being. Here, let me share my intelligence with you. Then Seamus comes out and is just like, Hey, fella, fuck off. I'm gonna kick you in the face now. And that was oh, it. It's... That was the feud. Like, da the feud God. was basically Damien trying to, like, beat Seamus in intellectual challenges. I think there was one where they were playing chess and Seamus just looks at the board like it's something he has never seen before in his fucking life. And he just looks up and he's like, Bro, kick! <laughs> because making your baby faces look incredibly stupid is a great way to get them over. Yeah. Do well, you remember the L Lana and Rusev, motherfucker, we just got married. We're real happy. And then Roman comes out and he's just like, I, yo, I'm happy for you, but I'm gonna wreck your party. Oh, dude, I remember that. I think that was back when we used to, like, live text it to each other. And it got mm -hmm. to a point where I was just messaging you constantly, like, Rusev is the heel. Rusev is the heel. Rusev is the heel. Just trying to convince myself at that point. Um, but no, talking but he about stole their fucking champagne, man. <laughs> but yeah, talking about Enzo Amore and you know Enzo was brought onto 205 Live to try to liven things up and get eyes on it. 
Yeah, putting... try to 205 liven things up. Exactly. Well, um, they took the bad idea of moving somebody over to 205 Live and made it a good idea because motherfucking Drew Gulak was in the ring today. He was about, he was making his pre- uh, slideshow presentation. Then all of a sudden you hear, Brie fucking Zongo is about to run 205 Live. God damn Mark right, my son. words. Oh, I'm very happy that they are in a place where they can just fuck everything up. My thing is, how big is Fandango, though? Fandango has to be over 205 pounds. That's why Fandango is the valet. No, I like the idea that they just uh, fake their way around it somehow. Like, they just keep messing with things, and that's how they do it. Uh, oh, it comes out as, like, a Fashion Files angle where, um... They're, they're tampering with evidence and shit to yeah. make it look like Fandango is lighter than he actually is, and they're having to cover it up. This motherfucker is 245 pounds. <laughs> he is gone well, there's by a the two names. two and a five. He's gone by the names Fandango, Johnny Curtis, and the Portuguese Sun Dragon. I remember that. They were talking about that. God, a I few love weeks ago on Jericho's podcast. The Portuguese. Portuguese son. God, I love that. Um, Not Portuguese. And meanwhile, also on 205 Live, I guess. Uh, 205 Live is making weird decisions that are working like 25% of the time, but they're still exciting. It's like the Attitude Era. Because... You bring uh, in, honestly, you, you, we need a little bit more of the Attitude Era because, like, the wrestling's amazing, but everything else is shit, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what the Attitude Era was like. Well, you they bring in Enzo, they bring in uh, Brizongo, they bring in all this exciting things, and then apparently at the end of 205 Live tonight, uh, they just decided to take Jack Gallagher, probably one of the big... A guy who I'm like, he couldn't be a babyface. He is like... All of the good that got pulled out of Marty's skull, and that's and that's him. Uh, they just decided to turn him heel and ally him with Brian Kendrick, the man he's been feuding with since I think Two O Five Live began. Yeah, it it started in nineteen sixty two, and it has continued to this day. The Gallagher Kendrick angle it's finally ended. I remember back when both of those two men came out. That was around the time that mankind got thrown off the hell in a sail. Off the hell in a sail. It's fantastic. I remember it well, hell. <laughs> well is hell, my God. It's just, I feel like Enzo Amore is the new, because like for a while there, it was always talking about the Hardy angle. Like, the broken Hardys coming to WWE. For a while, that was the thing that we constantly talked about. Then, for a while, it was like, um... Uh, the Paige and Alberto Del Rio stuff. Now, Enzo Amore will not leave this fucking podcast. It's horrifying. Oh, you know what? I'll take that over a fucking Ryback segment. Ah, yes. I would never do another Ryback segment. But you know what you should do, ladies and gentlemen... You should go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and click in the Fight Boy section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Like any self-respecting pro wrestling organization, we here have a merchandise store. We have merchandise for the Fight Boys. We have I'm a Fight Boy or Fight Girl for Life shirts. We have Fight and Boys shirts. And, of course... For all of you out there who are fans of that great, amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, we do have shirts for all your favorite JWF uh, superstars. That's right, we got shirts for the VWO, the uh, current JWF champion, Griffin Cloud's part of that. We have shirts for the Dylan, shirts for the BS, and uh, before the next pay-per-view, I think we're going to have a shirt for a, a little superstar by the name of Scotty Moore. So actually, I actually really fucking like the design I made. I'm so excited. I got to make something for me. I love it. 
Um, and that's all available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Now, Blake, I can't believe you'd bring up... I'm sorry, can I take my can I take my, my head out of my hand right now from that fucking shirt promotion? I'm so excited. I'm happy. I got a oh. new shirt. Um, oh, hold on. There's something that we haven't uh, put out in the notes, but I think that we need to talk about. The fact, uh, that, it, the fact that it's a new day? Yes, it is. Whoa! No, um... Somebody came out the other night on Raw in a dark segment. Oh, shit, I have not read about this. Well, it was a pretty big return because she is going to be on another weird reality show, um, making it her third oh, that she's it Ni- currently doing. Was it Nikki or Brie? Ni- Nicole Bella, who is being <laughs> on. Dancing Nicole Bellasina, soon to be, who is on Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah, that's right. Joining the likes of Chris Jericho and uh, as other people who mm-hmm. have danced with said stars. Uh, what celebrity do you think she's gonna be dancing with? <laughs> oh. oh, that one almost flew over my head. That was good. Um, so she came out with her partner actually, and um, I I just need to read part of this write up because she came out. She got a nice pop, and she talked about she how she was going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and then she was like, yep, yeah, and you know what? If you come out, and we're hoping that we're going to do well, and we hope that you come out and you watch the show. No, she's like, and all of you need to vote for me. Jesus Christ, she is the best I- heel. <laughs> Even though she's a baby face, she's the best heel. Yep. I also love the fact that we just glossed over quickly the fact that the New Day are new SmackDown champions. It was literally like, New Day, yes it is? Yeah, okay. And also, Nicola Bella. Yep. Uh, I think that's because the first thing that you mentioned is always true. They were never not champions in my heart. <laughs> new Day are constant champions. Oh, Dude, I'm hungry. Champions at life. Dude, I'm hungry, what? though. I haven't eaten, like, since five. No. I'm, like, really no. hungry, like. No, Blake, I will so hang up, up this call. I will hang up on the call, Scotty. I'm Don't even. Up. Well, I'm upset that Dylan isn't here because, you know, when I'm hungry, Dylan just loves to feed me your energy. Ah, yes. Blake feed me your energy. <sighs> Get woke. Stay woke. Oh, My yes. finger was hovering over the call end button. <laughs> I was so I was ready. A... The minute he put out that video, I was like, oh, yes. God. I can't wait. Although there was a Ryback news story today, but he didn't do anything crazy. And I was actually legitimately upset. I was like, fuck, <laughs> Ryback. You had <laughs> one thing. One thing. Damn it. It's just a news headline that says Ryback lives normal day. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at home like like Dr. Claw, just like, mm, no, I'll get you Edges. next time, Reeves. Silverback. Silverback. But yeah, uh, Matt Hardy posted a video where he is just full on fucking broken. He is so broken. Uh, th- well, apparently, though, he is not broken. He is woken. He is woken. He is woken, Matt Hardy. Uh, uh, he he also can't say yeah. He has to go da. <laughs> He's now German. Uh, yeah, like it was such a weird thing because like even even the thumbnail for the video, you can tell it's broken, Matt Hardy. That's how much this character connects with an audience is the fact that if you look at a picture of broken Matt and normal Matt, you can tell a difference. You can be like, no, yep. no, no, that's that's normal, Matt. That's just Matt Hardy. What are you talking about? Oh, there he is. <laughs> He's broken. Ah, yes. Also, uh, Dolph Ziggler's just gone fucking insane. Like, <laughs> I know. I think they've given the imitates other people's gimmicks to the best person that could do that job. Well, no, because it's not even imitating. It's not like he came out as Macho Man and was like, Ooh, oh, yes, it's Rusev. No, he just came out. And was just like, 
What's up? I'm Macho Man. Just kidding. It's actually Dolph Ziggler. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. It's fucking great. And then, of course, well, I mean, the minute he started teasing it, I was like, oh, okay. So he's going to have this gimmick now. Uh, the Damien Sandow and uh, Charlie Haas and, like, everyone gimmick. Oh, you mean the gimmick that they give to everybody when they have a year left with the company? <laughs> Holy shit, that's right. Oh no! <laughs> the countdown uh, the, I... clock has begun on Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I made myself sad now. Um, the only thing with me... Did you see him this week? Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, K- KO's that's... just in the ring, just like, I want I want Vince McMahon to come out here right now. And then you just hear, Here come the money! And then out comes fucking little old Dolphy. Twirling Shane around the ring is Shane Ziggs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, damn it, you're right. This is the gimmick they give the guy who's about to fucking leave every time. It kind of sucks. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, oh. <laughs> also, uh, I just really bummed myself out with that one. Speaking of people who have left WWE, Chris Jericho, who is still my favorite human being on the fucking planet, uh, he was interviewed. I want his book really badly. Just saying. Uh, my, Which one? But apparently, Scotty, there are a lot of Chris Jericho books out there. Uh, the newest one. The new, I have every other Chris Jericho book. I am staring at them right now on my bookshelf. One, I think they're actually both signed. I'm an asshole. But... <laughs> They asked him, like, what was your crowning jewel in WWE? And he was like, you want to be honest? Festival of Friendship. And I was like, fuck yes! That was amazing. That was one of the best moments of the year. Mm -hmm. He goes, I had that idea months earlier to do this big spectacle with dancing girls and the whole thing, and then it was constantly being changed. Even the day of the show it was changed, and I didn't like it, and I knew my way was better. I stood up for it, even to the point of calling Vince when he was on a plane in the middle of the air and pitching my case, not taking no for an answer, not allowing his vision to be changed. And I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck. There's one of uh, Jericho's one of the dudes that I think is, um, you know he's left from he's back in from the time where like that was normal to do that to Vince. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas like everyone else is just not able to do that to Vince. Just like push their ideas, unless of course you're Dean Ambrose. Come on, yeah. Vince. Also, do you know what inspired the Festival of Friendship more than anything else? Um. The. The the uh the the where the red fern grows. No, but it is red. Oh. It would be the red wedding from Game of Thrones. This is the <laughs> new. This is our red wedding, Blake Tanner. Our oh. red wedding is. Why is my name on this list? List. No. Oh, ho- hold on. Yeah, that's right. I got you. <laughs> Sorry, that was Big Show. He was your best friend all along. Aw, yeah, he was. Jarrah Show, baby! <laughs> what? <laughs> I think um, it, it, it really makes sense because uh, when it comes down to it, Canadians just love to betray each other. Yeah, I know, right? And Alabamians, mm-hmm. I mean, what? What? Nothing, nothing, dude. Don't worry about it. Okay, Anyways, okay. GFW. Oh, I don't want to talk about GFW. I don't think we're going to have to talk about GFW for long. Because, uh-huh. um, let's see. When I left Florida was around... Was it Bound for Glory? No, Bound for Glory's later. I think it was like Slammiversary or something is when I left Florida. And it's when they were like, hey, we're now owned by Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Well. Yep. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That was actually January, wasn't it? Because it was at the show we went to was like the yeah, first fuck Anthem that show. That was way before Fuck That Owl, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after nine months, Anthem reportedly ready to sell GFW. God damn, that was quick. Nine months! Oh, I have Lord. had relationships longer than GFW and Anthem. Jesus. I, well... I, I think that it's finally happened. Do you know the thing that was keeping TNA alive 
it was Dixie uh, Carter's. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. Even before that, it was Dixie Carter's ability to tell people that she would pay them back and not do that. Hey, while Jeff Jarrett is an honest man, an honest man who is fucking just straight up left. He was like, uh, indefinitely leave of absence. You guys have fun with this shit show. Hopefully when I come back, it's burnt to the damn ground. I'm Jeff Jarrett, yo. Um, oh, man. And so They should have just sold it to Smashing Pumpkins. To Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah, the whole band. Um, the whole band. What I mean... <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins is basically just only one guy now. Yeah. Well, apparently Justin Barrasso reports that GFW's parent company, Anthem Sports Entertainment, is preparing to sell, stating that GFW is hemorrhaging funds. No shit. It's and, always done that. And Anthem had had to, uh, had needed to gut the fight network just to finance GFW. And oh, they boy. acquired uh, the company after GFW merged with TNA. Barrasso reports that since Jarrett technically owns the name of Global Force, Anthem would technically be selling Impact. So, what? This is such a fucked up situation. Like, I'm watching two monkeys try to play 3D chess right now, and all they're doing is just shitting on the board. <laughs> Uh, looks like Anthem is looking for suitors to get rid of GFW, uh, reporting that among the potential suitors are WWE, who are just like, here's a fucking quarter, dude. Uh, look, all I want's that tape library. I want that tape library, and this crazy motherfucker from North Carolina wants something about, like, well, a shattered gimmick or something, I don't know. Damn, I gave it to Hey, who's that? Who's that dummy dude? I, he's fine. Bring in the dummy guy. Wait, you guys have the the guy who got into the fight at the airport with the British chick? Fuck it, no, no, no. You keep him. You keep him. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. He's not part of this deal. Um. Also, Ring of Honor is a potential. And uh, you said it as a joke, but former TNA investor Billy Corgan. So our big Billy boy could be back. They they replaced Jim Cornette and Zeb Coulter and everybody with the bassist drummer for like the bassist for Smashing Pumpkins is the new like commentary team. So it was once again basically just Billy Corgan at this point. Oh no, it's fine. It's it'll be fine. <laughs> Bill, it's all right. Billy Corgan is gonna bring in his buddies uh, Tommy, Chucky, Angelica. <laughs> I don't know why I just started listing off Rugrats. I was just like, okay, yeah. I was because uh, I was gonna be like Tommy Corgan and then Chucky Corgan, and then I realized I was like, oh fuck, these are all the names of the Rugrats. Hey Scotty, I have a question unrelated to GFW because, um, as you know, a uh, new SmackDown Women's Champion Natalia. Yeah, she's uh she's coming out strong. There any um, there gonna be any. Any SmackDown events in Montreal coming up? Oh, no. You know, no. there might be any SmackDown events in Montreal? Because, you know, Vince always does that now. Wait, is this just a thought you had? Or is there actually going to be a SmackDown event in Montreal? Also, I saw somebody we... bring up the idea, and I'm looking to see if there's an event in Montreal. Also, before it's too late to make a joke, at the next uh, anthem tapings, the lights are gonna go dim, and then you just hear a heavy guitar break in with a do 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 and out come the Rugrats, the hottest new faction in DNA. Anyways, back to Natalia. God, because I just have a feeling, you know, I have a little feeling that if we decide to do anything in Canada, it's, you know, well, you know, it's not like the women have money in the bank or anything oh, like that. Oh, no. It's crazy. It's not like that could happen, right? Also, oh. in, case you, in case you were curious how the Hardys feel about this whole GFW situation, uh, at Mar Matt Hardy brand tweeted, the Hardys will outlast all. Um, Mike McMahon, who who writes for Pro, I don't know, 
uh, tweeted, of course, the question is how much is that library worth? WCW was worth $2 million. GFW's is not $2 million. Uh, at which point, someone responds with, who gets the owl? And then he responds <laughs> with, at Reby Hardy does. And Reby, of course, <laughs> takes it and just says, man, I done own that owl. Laughing emoji. I that owl. I fucking love Reby. I usually do not like the, like, people who stir up shit constantly, but Reby does it better than anyone else on the planet. She's very good. She's also very good at almost getting lawsuits and making things worse for everybody. No, don't you talk about our sweet girl Reby. Reby is fantastic. Um, but what's not fantastic, according to Carl Anderson... Was the demon paint? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, uh, I know. Yeah, Finn Balor was just like, "Yeah, man, this is what they're thinking about having me do. They're gonna have me dress up like this." And Carl just goes, "Don't do that, boy. You're gonna get laughed out of that damn building." I'm sorry, my Carl Anderson impression will always be a Stone Cold Steve Austin impression, and my Luke Gallows will always be a Tex Ferguson impression. I will say, though, that uh, Carl did come out recently and admitted the fact that, yeah, guys, yeah, guys, I was fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. I was wrong as shit. I've got the tweet right here. Friends could be honest with each other. That's a damn good thing. Also, I was uh, obviously completely wrong. Hashtag too sweet, Fergie. At Finn Balor. <laughs> too sweet, Fergie. God. That, mm. Nothing makes me madder than the way Luke and Carl have been treated on the main roster because I love them to death. However, mm -hmm. it does lead to Luke doing real carny shit in Georgia and it always makes me laugh. For instance, mm. the other day, he posts on his Facebook, I'm uh, just so you know, I'm Facebook friends with Luke Gallows, no big deal, but he posted fresh out of the brand new Good Brothers Dojo have you a kid's birthday party? And as far as I'm, as far as I can see, it's not a joke. It's not like an advertisement for an upcoming show. It's genuinely them doing children's birthday parties with two hours of pro wrestling, pizza, and cake. At which point I asked, how old do you have to be to no longer be considered a kid for said kid's birthday party? Because when January oh. 6th rolls around, big man, if I'm not standing in the Good Brother Dojo eating pizza and watching weird Georgia wrestling, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, buddy. They were all booked up, but hey, it's all right. We got we're gonna go to Shoney's. We're gonna go Big Papa Pump Shoney's. Yeah, can I get uh, can I get the this uh, the the cheeseburger special? Huh? What do you want? I'm gonna do everything. We're gonna do this, please. Because we don't Saturday. serve fried asses. See, I, I serve you guys a lot. You go get them fried asses when you eat these cheeseburgers right here. You gonna get them fried asses? Oh, okay. Can you give us the bill? Yeah. Well, you see, when you have a burger, you got a burger that costs about $6.50, and he's got a burger, but he has bacon, and that makes it about $7.50, and you add those together, but then you have to split the check, and then you're going to have to add a tip on top of that. You both owe $137 a piece. <laughs> this is the worst fucking Shonies ever. Fuck the Shonies. Fuck the Shonies. And if you want uh, to help us pay off our bill at Scott Steiner's Shonies, head on over to patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can go to directly support these good fight boys right here. And, of course, we do have some perks for you over there. Uh, all of which are relating to that amazing J that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. You see, ladies and gentlemen, donate just a dollar. One dollar a month over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And you will be in the JWF. You will be a superstar. You will be jobbed out in one episode and defeated like a bitch. But we will say your name. 
we will give you a character you will have you'll have your gleaming moment in the sunlight only to be immediately crushed and then of course donate five dollars like my father scott moore has and you will be a jwf mid carter you'll be involved in storylines we'll throw you in stuff we'll give you a character it's gonna be amazing but of course if you want to be a champion if you want to be a real champion donate thirty dollars over at patreon.com slash fight boys and we don't know how we don't know when but we know you will be a JWF champion, ladies and gentlemen, and that's only available over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys is spelled with a Z. <clears throat> Fight Boys reserves the right to not give anyone a championship or to give them a championship of their choosing, not necessarily a world championship. Thank you very much. It's, 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 no, it's not. We're just gonna make, I'm, I'm, think we're probably just gonna have our own Patreon championship, and then, like, they never, every time they defend it, unless someone else donates 30 bucks, we're like, well, fuck, they're gonna win. We know. But, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that does mean it's time. It's time. It's time for that amazing, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It's time for the JWF. And Blake, we are in the semi-finals. The semi-finals of one of the biggest tournaments the JWF has ever seen. The king of the Steel City Tournament. Eight of our greatest wrestlers duked it out to see who would move on to become the king of the Steel City and earn a shot at Griffin Clouds JWF Championship. And of course, last week we had some matches. We had some qualifying matches. We saw uh, Ratboy Connor versus uh, Travis Clouds, a match that ended in a little bit of controversy when Scott Moore came out attacking Travis's brother and father at ringside, allowing Travis to be distracted just long enough for Connor to hit an amazing rat attack and take Travis out, pinning him for one, two, three, moving on to the semifinals. And he's moving on to face a former JWF champion. One of the most dominant men this company has ever seen and a man who is hell bent on getting his JWF championship back. And that man, ladies and gentlemen, is the Dylan. A man who the VWO have taken under their wing. A man who the VWO have sworn to protect in this tournament. I mean, and how do you think Ratboy needs to act knowing that the entire VWO are going to be ringside? Well, uh, I guess you could say, Scotty, that Ratboy needs to bring out the claws, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, that's cats. Exactly. <laughs> cat, cat Ratboy Connor. Cratboy. Uh, is facing off. Oh, he's one of the Crat the, Brothers. The Crat Brothers. <laughs> and he is facing off against the Dylan in this, the first semifinal match of the King of the Steel City Tournament. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this match began as any match with the Dylan assumedly would. Dylan dominating Connor with those quick kicks, the kicks that uh, he trains for a very long time. Muay Thai, all of these different styles blend together but of course we do know Dylan as the uh, master of the dick based offense how do you defend how do you defend your most private of regions in a match like this you don't oh okay uh looks like Dylan is climbing got Connor in the corner climbing that turnbuckle punching Connor in the face over and over again that's causing his eye to swell but oh my god Connor reverses a huge powerbomb tossing Dylan across the ring oh it's gotta hurt it looks like Dylan wisely's rolling to the outside, trying to take a breather in this. I don't think he expected Connor to put up this big a fight. And oh, a big suicide dive from Connor sends Dylan into the guardrails. I mean, those guardrails are pure metal. No padding here, ladies and gentlemen. Had to sell the padding. Oh, oh no. And just when Connor seems to have turned things around, you hear the music of the VWO as they come down to ringside. And it looks like Connor is actually facing the VWO jawjacking with him. I mean, as we learned last week, don't let these distractions take you out of a match. And that's unfortunately what Connor is doing right now. And oh, allowing Dylan time to stand up, shoving Connor face first into the steel ring post. And it looks like 
Oh, Connor's nearly bleeding after that. Yes, you know, I think it was Dylan himself who said don't get distracted last week. Exactly. And it looks like uh, Dylan's rolling Connor's beaten body into the inside of the ring, tossing Connor into the corner, and he's setting up for that move. That move has ended careers. One of the most devastating moves in his arsenal. He's going for the sick dick. Oh, my God. It's the BS. The tag team known as the BS, one of the longest reigning teams in JWF history are here. And looks like they're evening the odds. They're taking out the VWO at ringside. Amazing. Blake's actually grabbed Justin, tossing him into the barricade. And oh, Scotty spears him through it into the ground. All the crowd is going wild gathering around these men. And it looks like inside the ring, Dylan's distracted. Not even taking his own advice from last week. And Connor hits a big, oh, rat attack. Going to the ground, hits the one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, we, the finals are almost set. We know Rat Boy Connor is going on, and he may become the king of the Steel City. But it looks like what, we're, what we need to focus on right now, the VWO rolling into the ring. It looks like they're begging Dylan for help, begging off the BS who have been destroying them at ringside. Looks like Dylan is hes shaking his head. Oh, and he even says it's okay, holding out his hands, lifting up the VWO. It looks like they're turning to face off against the BS. I don't know, the BS against three men. I don't know if they'll be able to take it, but oh! Dylan hits a big elbow to the back of both of the members of the VWO and it is an onslaught ladies and gentlemen as Dylan and the BS it's a temporary fight boys reunion as these three men take on the VWO beating them down tossing them out of the ring I, I don't think anyone expected a fight boys reunion during this match this is amazing uh, well Dylan Dylan of course is an opportunist and he he always looks for the opportunity to just hurt the people he doesn't like exactly and oh and it looks like he's hurting two people he doesn't like right now as he turns around and delivers stereo upper dickers to the BS who fall to the ground Oh, it looks like Dylan is walking out of the ring. Dylan is upset, ladies and gentlemen. He just lost this match. He just lost a shot at the JWF Championship. How, how do you think Dylan's going to react to this? Um, judging by the fact that he's just left the ring, just utter carnage, he, he just looks like he's looking to beat any and everyone up. I would say stay out of his way. Yes, he is the last man standing. And then, oh, looks like we have something going on backstage. The BS are limping backstage after that horrifying attack from the Dylan, and it looks like Captain Tibbs is approaching him. Let's see what's going on. Oh, that fucking devil, dadgum fucking devil, son of a bitch, fucking, what have you two boys done? What? Look, we were just even in the odds for Connor. That seemed fair to me, bro. Well, the Dylan has snapped. He completely wrecked and smashed my office. He demanded a title shot. The title shot to let me let me remind you he does he is fairly owed and by that hey 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 hold on a second fairly owed fairly owed a fairly owed like I am I just got I've got just as much of a right to a title shot as Dylan does if not more so Dylan had his chance to win the number one contendership in that tournament and he lost he just lost out there me. Have I lost since then? No, I don't think so. I didn't even get a chance to be in your damn tournament thanks to a decision by, uh, you, Tibbs. <laughs> I saw you last week. I saw you with the VWO. I know why you're keeping me out of the tournament. I know why you're keeping me away from that title. It's because you know that I can take it away from Griffin at any time. And I'm sure your little vape boys wouldn't like that, would they? Now look here, don't act like you know what's going on backstage between me and the VWO. Alright, I haven't told anybody this, but old Tibbs ran out of money. And the VWO, uh, well, they offered, uh, they offered to help me out. They offered to help out the company. I didn't see you step forward when we were broke. 
I didn't see you step forward when the JWF was going under and I was pulling my hair out and selling my vast collection of captain's hats. But the VWO did. They saved the JWF. Not you. Not your friend. Neither of you. To be honest, I'm half tempted to give Griffin the next pay-per-view off. Uh, but I'm a fair man. I'm a man who wants to put on a good show because we need the money, Lord knows. So, all right, listen up. Next week, I'll reveal to the world who is going to face Griffin Clouds at the next pay-per-view. But you listen here, boys. If you keep this damn tone up, there'll be no chance in heck it'll be you. Oh my god, I don't think we've ever seen Tibbs like this. V vicious towards the BS after that. Anyway, you know, they do say that nicotine has a way of stressing you out. Well, I mean, it looks like we've got Dylan, we've got Blake, we have so many people vying for that one title. I hate to be Tibbs in this moment when you gotta make a decision like this. Well, it's you know, Scotty, I, I think it's pretty obvious Dylan did just lose. Shenanigans aside, he obviously didn't follow his own advice, and you know, maybe, maybe Blake Tanner is owed a championship match, just saying. Oh, fair point, fair point there. I mean, and then of course we do have Scotty Moore. Scotty Moore, the man who is going on next week in the other semifinals match of the Steel City Tournament, and who knows, he may make his way to the finals, and he may have to face off against his best friend, Blake Tanner. He may have to face off against the Dylan. Who knows who he may have to face off if he makes it to the finals of the Steel City Tournament alongside Ratboy Connor, as we found out earlier. Uh, but, of course, we're going to find that out next week as Scotty Moore takes on Guy Fietti for the opportunity to be in the finals. Now, Scotty, Guy Fietti, who, who have you got in that match? Um... You know, Scotty, this is a this is a very loaded match. Scotty Moore, of course, uh, crazy, crazy in the ring, really, really out there. Um, great offensive style. Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, he's more he's more of a get in your head and then smash your face. He's got a definite size advantage. So this is a hard one, hard one to pick. And of course, you have to think, what is Scotty Moore thinking about what's going on with his father, the man? who it seems has had a vendetta going against Clint Clouds, the patriarch of the VWO for weeks now, coming out, attacking him at ringside after uh, Clint, of course, turned on Scott at their tag team match at our at the Summerfest pay-per-view. And uh, it actually looks like Clint is in the ring right now. He's got a response for the attack, the vicious attack that Scott laid on him last week. Let's have a listen. So, I'd like to apologize to y'all. I'd like to apologize on behalf of Scott Moore. Because last week, well, y'all got to witness an amazing battle between two competitors, two strong men. You got to watch my son, Travis, take on Connor in an amazing match. And right as my son was going to win, right as my boy Travis, the powerhouse, the bearded wonder, was going to be one step closer to becoming that king of the Steel City like I know he can be. Scott Moore interferes. He took me down. My boy went to check on me like a good son. A good boy that he was. But that rat bastard Connor took advantage. Took my son out of the tournament. Now listen, Connor, I ain't mad at you. I ain't, I'm mad at that dumb, stupid, dummy idiot Scott Moore. But Scott, you robbed the JWF of a true king. You robbed the JWF of a true leader. And what? What was that? Because you didn't like me? Or was it because you knew that your son was in the same tournament and he was no match against my boy? It seems to me, Scott, that all of you more boys have the same chip on your shoulder when it comes to us clouds. You got a chip on your shoulder because you personally never had that shot. Shot to get to title. Shot to be a king. No. And you never, you never will, Scott. Well, what? Who do you blame it on? You blame it on Tibbs? 
You blame it on the company? The only person you should blame is yourself. Because whether or not you dumbass kids would ever know what it's like to win the big one, you'd never get a goddamn second's worth of. Oh! And looks like Scott Moore has had enough. He has come down. He's got a microphone. Looks like he is enraged. You know, I absolutely hate to interrupt here because you certainly seem to be fired up about this, but I want you to know one thing. You see, you said us Moors, we got us a chip on our shoulder, and you are most certainly right. Because every time we get close to something we want, something we crave, some idiot cloudsman interferes and stops us from getting what we want. And I'd love to say that if Travis went on in the tournament, I mean, he didn't. But if he did, and he faced off against my son, I know Scotty would take Travis down with an SMG, and that boy years be pinned in one, two, three. But no, I'm not here to make schoolyard insults. I'm not here to say, oh, my son can beat up your son, no. If last week proved anything, it's that I'm way beyond the schoolyard. Hell, I'm beyond words at this point. Because you made it personal, Clint. And that's why I'm checking your ass out of school and tossing it into the road, and this big bus is gonna run you over and leave you flat. And at that point, well, if we're already in the street, then we better have us a good old-fashioned street fight. A street fight? <laughs> you want to face me in a street fight? No rules, no disqualifications. Oh boy, you are a dumb rock of a man, Scott Moore. Cause look, I ain't just one man. When you face a cloudsman, you face the Cloud Clan. Well. Funny that you should say that. Oh my god! It looks like the Titantron is turned on. It's actually showing Scotty Moore backstage, and it looks like he's got the entire VWO laid out. Oh! Hits Griffin with a big pop up power bomb. Looks like his daddy taught him a new move. And it's an SMG on Travis. He's turning to the camera. Looks like he's just giving his papa a big thumbs up. The VWO are laid out at the hands of Scotty Moore. My god! You see, you ain't the only one that's got kids. And mine, he can take down all of yours. Which I guess just leaves me and you. Oh, and Scott runs into the ring. Clint was trying to go for a big clothesline, bounces off the ropes. Scott picks him up, hits the big Papa power bomb, tossing him down into the mat. Oh my God, Clint looks nearly destroyed. I mean, he already sounded pretty bad, but Clint is absolutely demolished after this. I mean, what do you think? A street fight between these two men. Clint Cloud's a legend in the JWF versus Scott Moore, a relative newcomer. What are you thinking? Um, I think, look, Clint and Scott are a little bit has their prime in some way right. and so I think that a street fight might kill both of them so well, I mean after what's happened after what's happened in this match or between these two I'd say they're ready to kill one another after this these two men are vicious they are crazed who knows what's gonna happen next but I guess you're gonna have to tune in next week on JWF War, right here on Fight Boys. So, Blake Tanner, what'd you learn this week? <coughs> I learned. I learned. Mm, just what it takes to give a man vocal nodules. <laughs> oh, poor Clint Clouds. And, uh, of course, I learned that you all must feed me. Your energy, yes, yes. Oh, God. So, Blake Tanner, where can they find you other than at a local doctor's office getting your throat checked? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Blake A. Tanner. 
at Husky Boy Blake. Um, <laughs> I can find me. I do videos on the Darkroom Vidya V I D Y A. Check that out. I don't haven't done a lot recently, but my buddies still do some good stuff on there. So look, look mm-hmm. at it anyway. Really good gaming channel, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E. M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Quezal Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Of course, there is the Quezal Corp podcast you can check out. It's actually an audiobook podcast, so I read out the audiobook every single week. We go do about five chapters a week. All that can be found on a load of purebs.com, along with all of the other fantastic BS products, whether that be Opposite Attractions, a load of BS, me and Blake's other show, um, he's usually not as hoarse as he is, uh, uh then of course- I don't know what you're talking YouTube- about, Scotty, what do you mean? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk shit, I am the man who wrote a, like, 50-page monologue that I've made Clint do. Fuck you, by the um, way! And of course we have all of our YouTube stuff over there, so bad examples, um, starting a new show called Absurdities, where I design weird t-shirts every once in a while. It's pretty awesome. All that can be found on a load of purebs.com. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, just rate us, subscribe to us. It means a whole lot when you guys do that. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Follow us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.